Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Florida recount continues, and it is just a mess. I mean, unfortunately for all of us, this is happening. Not that there's a recount, but that there's this belief that people who aren't allowed to vote should have their vote counted. If someone tells you, you know, you have to count every vote, um, stop being friends with them. You don't need to be told you have to count every vote. You have to count every vote that's actually a vote. And if someone voted by email, not a vote. And if someone voted who was in the country illegally, not a vote. No one cares that the other person wants it to be a vote. Their wants, their desires, their their own emotional in- incapacities or, or incapabilities, meaningless. So you must mock these people. You must. And say to them, no, you don't count every vote. You count every vote that is a vote. Just If someone wrote it in crayon, does it count? No. That's why there's this whole thing about overvotes and undervotes, which I don't think people understand what it is. An undervote is when you maybe pressed down on something but didn't go through all the way, so you're not really sure what it was. And an overvote is when, let's say, you made a marking on it um, and you, you, you hit two things at once, but you meant one and not the other. Well, if not every vote that you made is in that style, they'll discount the whole thing altogether. Those kinds of things... And somehow thinking that, well, because I want it to be, it should be a vote. That's the danger of what's happening in this recount. And unfortunately, it's all going under that, that umbrella of the concept of recount because there's nothing wrong with that. We discussed this yesterday with Griff Jenkins of Fox News. Me, I'm Tony Katz. How you doing? 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. The recount itself is state prescribed. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it was a close election. In the Senate race, 0.15% apart between Rick Scott, the governor, and Bill Nelson, the Democrat. And by the way, there's some audio out there, Bill Nelson. See if you can find it, Ari. Bill Nelson talking about how Rick Scott should recuse himself and how every vote should be counted. I didn't know Bill Nelson sounded like such a pompous, elitist tool. And I don't he it's it's ridiculous. He sounds like he sounds like he would be the father of the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's exactly who he is. Just so full of himself and so overly high and mighty. I I listen. I I lived in Florida for a while. I just I, I never. That was years ago, but I never really connected with Bill Nelson in terms of understanding what he was all about. And I don't really pay attention too much to attention to him now. And I didn't even in the in the uh, election. But but listen to this. This process is about one thing, making sure that every legal ballot is counted and protecting the right of every Floridian to participate in our democracy. And that is to have their ballot counted and to count as they intended it. I mean, you know what what he is? He sounds like Ted Knight in Caddyshack. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. I mean, that that line is is crazy. But the man who can smile, the man who's worthwhile is the man who can smile when his pants are too tight in the seat. (laughs) Okay, Pookie. That's what he sounds like. 
And it's just, it's pompous and nonsense and grandstanding. And that's what's made all of this so awful. Have the recount. But actually want people who were supposed to vote, count those votes. That's important. But that's not the, the, the biggest news story of the day. The biggest news story of the day to me is Melania Trump calling for the firing of Mira Ricardel. I think I'm pronouncing that right. She's the deputy national security advisor. She was brought in by John Bolton, who is the national security advisor. And it was a statement from the the first lady's office, from Stephanie Grisham, who is the communications director for the first lady. It is the position of the office of the first lady that Ricardo no longer deserves the honor of serving this White House. Now, this comes from a story that Ricardo had clashed with the first lady's staff over seating arrangements during the trip to Africa. And also, there were some other fights that have gone on that I had read about. There was, uh, supposedly, she has leaked negative stories about the First Lady and staff. And people are like, ooh, the First Lady, that's that's unusual for a First Lady to do. Does Does she even have the right to do that? Should she decide who works in the White House? Because... If, if, let me let me say it this way. If it was a Democrat and a, a Democrat first lady, you know what I'd be hearing? How brave. This is what happens when you have strong women in power. They don't take this kind of guff. And they would use the term guff, by the way. They totally would. What's the big deal here? Melania Trump is saying, based on the, uh, the evidence presented, that this woman not only did not work well to her staff, her, rude to her staff, and she's not going to accept that. She doesn't think that that is worthy. And if she's saying that there were stories leaked that were negative about Melania Trump, yes, you have to go. When will everybody learn that these people work at the pleasure of the president? But are we now going to all of a sudden deny that the first lady might say, whoa, get out. And the president's going to go, wait, did you just leak a story about my wife? Uh, 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 Bye-bye. Why would anybody be surprised by that? You're leaking negative stories about my wife? Bye, Felicia. That's it. You're gone. There's nothing else. I'm trying to fi- figure out why this is now a story. It's it, You think it's because it's Melania is private? Well, I don't think that that's you it. You never hear stories about her. So, like, when it comes out, you're like, whoa. I don't think that, that that's it at all. I think what it, it's supposed to be is some kind of, well, who's running the ship here story. Oh, Melania Trump, she thinks she can just do whatever she wants. She's learning to be a bully like her husband. I think that's the lane they want to go down. The the absolute truth, the, the absolute reality is that Melania Trump has been a fine first lady. She's likable in every single way. Michelle Obama left office far more loved than her husband. And I think there are a couple things about Michelle Obama that are just fine. There are a couple things about Michelle Obama that are ridiculous. And this book tour has been a clown show. Well, well, uh, she, she, do we have audio of her talking about, uh, I don't, I don't even know where it is, man. Talking about her Trump and uh, being a misogynist and, and, uh, oh, here, here it is. Here, listen. What goes through your mind when you read and hear all that's going on right now with this administration? I said what I continue to say. Being the commander-in-chief is a hard job, and you need to have discipline, and you need to read, and you need to be knowledgeable, you need to know history, you need to be careful with your words. But 
voters make those decisions and once the voters have spoken you know, we live with what we live with. Just weeks before that presidential election, a now infamous tape surfaced of Donald Trump talking about grabbing women by their private parts. This is not normal. This is not politics as usual. This is disgrace. It was normal for Jack Kennedy. What goes through your mind when you oh, read? Sorry, I, I hit stop instead of pause. But she refers to Trump as a misogynist, and she said, uh, you know, she hated having to smile during the inauguration. Then she just said, you know what, I'm not even going to try. Okay, we get it. You hate Donald Trump. (laughs) We get it. Who who didn't know that that would be part of your book? Of course it's part of your book. Of course. Why, why, Why in the world would you write a book, you know, what, to inspire people, to be uplifting, to talk about your thoughts and views? No. No, you write a book so you can trash Donald Trump, so people can talk about how much you trash Donald Trump, and therefore, you know, brave. The first lady, Melania Trump, is standing up for her staff, and people are asking questions? Should she do this? I mean, I've seen this in, on, on my social media feeds. What does she know about foreign policy? Tell her to, tell her to, I mean, they might as well say stay in the kitchen, right? Just keep making sandwiches. Lady, in all your languages, make multiple language sandwiches. Sandwiches, Sammies, whatever. I don't see anything wrong with what she did. I don't think I, I don't see anything wrong with the statement. I see something seriously wrong with those people who hate Trump so much they can't look at a story for what it is. There are plenty of reasons to disagree with Donald Trump. There are plenty of reasons to think that he's making mistakes. And right now, you know these reports that are coming out that, that he's fuming and he's infuriated by the midterms and he's looking for someone to blame? I believe every one of those stories are true because I believe that's Trump from beginning to end. And I'll give you something else I believe. Allow me to throw the conspiracy theory in there. I don't, I don't mind. I've been, known to, uh, I've been known to do it before. I think you should take a very long look at 2020. I have always said Trump's not running. And then he hired Brad Pascale, uh, who is the campaign manager, and he talks about running, and then there was the whole thing with Mike Pence, and will you be my running mate? I'm not sold to this day that Trump is running in 2020, and I can be proven wrong, and it's very possible I will be. But just remember I said it right here. Just remember I said it right here. And if you don't like what I said, email me, Ari, at, you know, Ari at, uh, at TonyCats.com. Go right ahead. I'm Tony Katz. For the record, I think that Monica Lewinsky was used and molested by President Bill Clinton. And I have absolutely no sympathy for her whatsoever in everything she has done since. I don't know if that puts me in a strange place compared to uh, the rest of America. But all of a sudden, she, she's, she's back on my radar. She's back in my radar because there's this special 
that's going on on A&E called The Clinton Affair. It is a three-part docu-series that's going on. And the story is is all about, you know, what she felt for, for Bill Clinton, how she was in love with, with, with Bill Clinton. By the way, Lewinsky's 45 now. She looks good for 45? Is, is that what you're telling me? Okay, all right, stop talking out loud. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's a whole series. Of, she's talking a, a lot. Here, here's the preview. As I passed George Stephanopoulos' office, I kind of looked into the open doorway, and Bill happened to be standing there, and he motioned me in. I don't think my heart had ever beat as fast. Unbeknownst to me, I was on the precipice of the of the rabbit hole. Did anyone see you go in there alone? Um, any day, any time. I don't think so. Monica, someone has told them something. Okay, they really made it, you know, that kind of kind of heavy. Do I do I have more? Oh, I do have more. I just I felt terrible. I was scared and I just I was mortified and afraid of what this was going to do to my family and you know, I still was in love with Bill at the time. Um so I just, I felt really responsible. Now, I'm not watching. I couldn't care less. Then there's a whole story that uh, she didn't know there was a stain on the dress. She thought, she her word, she thought it was spinach dip. Which I, I'm, I swear to you, if that's not an urban dictionary by the time I'm done speaking, none of you are worth a salt. Seriously. If that is not an urban dictionary immediately... Right? I don't even I don't even know what, what you would call just spinach dip. You know? Oddly enough, that's probably already in Urban Dictionary. Um when I say that I believe she was molested, I understand that she was over 18. I understand that she was consenting. I do not believe, I have never believed that she could actually be fully consenting. He's the president of the United States. She is an intern. And I always thought it was remarkably cheap. Remarkably cheap of him to do that. Why in the world did you need to have uh, the, the, the intern? Why, you, what's the matter? You, you weren't man enough to go hire a hooker? You had to use somebody who was in-house? I've always said this. I say the same thing about David Letterman. What the hell is that? A, a, a page? A studio page? You're in New York. You know what you could have had hand-delivered to your studio, to your apartment, to anything? You chose a page? That is that is low rent. And when you're the president of the United States and you don't understand the power dynamic, no, you were into the power dynamic. We should all be perfectly clear. Bill Clinton liked it. Yeah, I'm the president. I can do it all. I don't. I don't do. Uh, I don't do uh, Clinton impressions. You do, uh, producer Ari. So like, like, well, hey, I'm the president. I can do it all. <laughs> hey, Monica. So you enjoyed the power, Mr. President? I really did. You know, I, Hillary was sitting on the sidelines. I needed something to do. Wait, wait. Hillary was there. I mean, she might have been in the back room. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. We, we should have come to rehearsal. 
That's, that's the best I could do. But everything since then, and maybe I'm wrong for this, and maybe other people will tell me they disagree, but there has never been a moment where I've been like, poor Monica. Maybe I should be. But I have seen her walk out of interviews because she doesn't want to be a part of this. I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. She refuses to be a part of the interview. This happened in Israel just, what, a month and a half ago? And now it, we, we see this thing. So is that why she walked out? She walks out on principle, right? I can't be a part of this. Was that because you knew this had already been taped and uh, this is where you were going to make your money so you couldn't, you know, uh, afford to lose out by speaking at the convention or the conference or wherever you were? I just have a hard time feeling for this woman. I really and truly do. Because she also knew what she was doing to an extent. But I am convinced that when it's the President of the United States, you're, what was she, 21? In love with the guy, a bit afraid of what could happen. Absolutely. The, the fault from beginning to end, it's not even a question, falls on... On Bill Clinton. Every last bit of it falls on Bill Clinton. And we should be honest about that. And now with the, the follow-up, why did Hillary Clinton enable him? Why did she allow that to happen? And exactly how should that affect her in 2020? Because she's running for president. And maybe this... Maybe this should come up. Overheard. Here's Brian. Hey, have you heard of a gal by the name of London Lamar? She's a Democrat who ran uncontested in Tennessee's House District 91. Here, let me introduce you to her. Let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. Tennessee's racist. Period. Period. Like, Tennessee's racist. Got your attention now? Yeah? Would you like another helping of Lamar? Come on, it's the holiday season. Indulge a little bit. Second course coming up. And if you... One moment thought that white people in Tennessee <laughs> were going to leave their own to jump over here and give us more access. They just told you last night it's not happening. Whew, man, I'm stuffed. Can't eat another bite. Well, maybe just half a plate. Pandering to Republicans to win is a losing strategy. Like, they're not going to leave their own. They are not going to support you over their own. They are not going to press the Democrat over our It's no point. It's no point. And we should have learned this in 2016. Obviously, we ain't learned yet. Should have learned it. We ain't learned it yet. Uh, they put Marsha Blackburn in office who don't even think you deserve equal pay. Like, what is that? Like She don't even think it. All right, I know what you're saying. Bri, you're being racist, aren't you? Why are you pointing out that her grammar sucks? Oh, no reason. Um, most of the Tennesseans who voter Republican are uneducated. Except for that. At a Yahoo Finance Summit about America's financial future, Democratic National Committee CEO Seema Nanda was asked how Democrats would pay for their multi-trillion dollar proposal for single-payer health care. Here's what she had to say. It would it would cost $3 trillion a year. Uh, you would have to double everybody's taxes or maybe triple everybody's taxes. How, just how do you answer the cost question? 
So, so I don't think we're there yet. I mean, I think what we saw with a Republi this Republican Party is we saw an irresponsible tax cut, and then we saw an immediate pivot that they did towards, it was in statements by Mitch McConnell just shortly before the election, but statements that they've been making all along, that they plan to go after Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid next. It is this president that is causing uh, skyrocketing deficits. Once again, that's the CEO of the DNC. Now, wait a minute. Isn't the DNC bankrupt? All right. Well, I definitely want to pay close attention to her financial wisdom. Yes, indeedy. And finally, Michelle Obama has a new book out. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. It's entitled, I, something or another. Anyway, in the book, she says she was unable to put on a happy face and smile during President Donald Trump's inauguration. Quote, someone from Barack's administration might have said that the optics were bad, that what the public saw, oh, who cares? By the way, doll, next time your husband is out talking about how he cut the deficit, we would you remind him how he inherited a $450 billion deficit from Bush, and then his first deficit was $1.3 trillion? Would you let him know? Oh, and would you remind him how when he left office, his last deficit was $580 billion? In other words, up to that point, every deficit he had was actually higher than every administration that came prior to him. Is that in your book? Oh, and also, while we had record low 30-year interest rates, your main squeezed refinanced our debt with short-term one, three, and five-year bonds. Why? Well, optics! See, there's a word you like to use now you can relate see had your husband done the right thing for the country the deficit under his administration would have exceeded two trillion dollars in other words he screwed the next administration and the country so he could look good and go around on the campaign trail patting himself on the back is that in your book is that in your book is that in your book Ooh, i think i just strained my spleen i'm brian baker have a good day producer brian baker uh, thank you man i gotta go back over that because Education and dialect, two very different things. Two very, by the way, calling Tennesseans racist, not smart. Keep it here. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. Now, you live in the Midwest, and you are taking a look at this storm that is coming uh, tonight, tomorrow morning, all day tomorrow, rain, snow, sleet, freezing rain, ice storm in, in spots. I mean, look at this thing. You go down to parts of even Texas, but... Through uh, Arkansas and Little Rock, uh, Memphis covered, uh, and then St. Louis. No place gets ice like St. Louis. Unbelievable. I've never seen. I've never heard about anything like it. Never seen anything like it. They get ice all over, and then up through uh, my beloved Indianapolis. That's where the uh, the storm, the winter weather advisory is. Not just a winter weather watch. It's a winter weather advisory. That's where that's uh, taking place. And ice and freezing rain, it's just going to be a it's gonna be a mess, my people. An absolute mess. It's snowing in Louisiana right now. It is snowing in Louisiana as we speak. And ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. I got time for you. There's a, uh, I don't know where people get the time. And I don't know why they put these kinds of lists together. They've got a list of your favorite viral video by state, and I just wanted to see 
what mine was. And according to uh, this, uh, in my state of Indiana, the favorite viral video is Charlie bit my finger. You know, little baby, and you know, and the, the, the little kid sticks his finger in the little baby's mouth, and the baby bites down. The little kid's like, Charlie bit my finger. Ow. That one's all right. That one, not not great. Not not great. Um, In Montana, it's Charlie the Unicorn. And Charlie the Unicorn is, is special. Oh, crap, they took my freaking kidney. That is, that is one of the greats. We're on a bridge, Charlie. That is a very worthwhile one. Go check that out if you can. And then get yourself to Wisconsin. By the way, what do Wisconsin choose? Wisconsin. Oh, Honey Badger. Oh, I, th- I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. Wisconsin- no, I'm sorry. That's Minnesota is Honey Badger. Wisconsin is wedding entrance dance. I don't know which one that is. You have to send it to me. I'll send it to you. Just, just send it to me because I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it that much. But in Wisconsin, there is an employer. Ben Schott. Ben Schott is a Wisconsin gift company. Don't you know? They manufacture novelty drinking glasses, and these glasses are embedded with bullets, so they look like they've taken a shot, right? You get it? You take a shot, and the bullets give, and it's a shot, and the shot. Ha <laughs> ha! The joke tells itself. Well, he, uh, or, or, or the company, I should say, for, uh, for, for Christmas, um, gave all of its employees a handgun of their choice. Shannon Watts did not approve. Two of the employees, veterans, um, and uh, and evenly uh, split, or I should say the employees include veterans, and split between men and women. They turned down the offer at first, but have now reconsidered after taking a gun safety course required of them by the company's owners. And according uh, to Ben Wolfgram, he wanted to make sure all of our employees are safe and happy. A handgun was the perfect gift. Um, I swear to you, uh, here at, at, you know, I do the morning show, of course, uh, and uh, for for the gift last year, uh, we got car washes. We got booklets for car washes. A gun would have been a far better gift. That is incredible. Now, there, there is a question to be asked of, okay, what if you didn't want it? What if you're like, you know what? Not, not even that you're, you're anti-Second Amendment, but you, you, I, I'm okay with you having a gun. I just don't want any part of it. What do you get? Do you get the cash equivalent? Do you now have the stigma of being the person who didn't accept the gun? Or is it okay to say, when I lived in Tampa Bay, I was in the, uh, the, the merchant services business, credit card business. Uh, so not not the issuing side, the acquiring side. So I didn't go about getting people credit cards. If you were a business, I set you up to be able to take credit cards. And my family still does that and 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 has for, for forever. Um, I mean, my, my parents are still at it. My father's 80, and he's still on the phone with people. He doesn't golf. So so the, the work is his hobby, is, is, is how it is. And, and they're still enjoying it and working at it and, and the whole thing. Um. But but I bring that that up uh, because when I when I was doing this I was in, I was in Florida, and growing up in New Jersey as we did in the shadow of New York and my parents both being New Yorkers and spending a lot of time and working in the city, Christmas gifts were, were a bottle of something, it was a bottle of Jack. It was uh it was a, it was a bourbon. It was something 
uh, like that. Um, uh, and and so that was the gift. So I remember when I was in when I was in Florida, I, I literally I went to I don't know if I went to Costco or one of those places. I bought a case of of Jack Daniels. That was the gift. Hey, just thank you for being a great client, or thank you for all your help. Just a little something to let you know that I, that I, that I'm there and I care. I had more than one person say to me, "I'm sorry, I I I, I don't drink." Now, the natural thing to do is say, hey, thank you so very much. And then you put it to the side and you give it to somebody else, dump it out in the toilet, do whatever you want to do with it. I never actually had someone say to me, nope, can't have that, can't take that. Now, maybe, and, and I didn't think that for some people it was drink, they didn't drink because of, of an alcoholism thing. I, I didn't even think about that until right now. For some of them, I think it was a religious thing. It was just they, the idea of accepting alcohol was just not acceptable. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, right? So I always thought that was interesting. And they weren't employees of mine. These were just people who I I worked with who I wanted to thank. They they sent me leads or whatever the case may be. So what happens if you're the employee and you find the gift problematic in that way? You're like, you know, I just, I I can't. I can't take that. I just can't have it. Like, are you now the guy who didn't take the gun? Do you get marked in that way? Or is it just a thing of, all right, sure. Hey, thanks for the offer, but I'm good. And everyone leaves it at that. I'm only hoping it would be that. In today's ultra-sensitive world, I, I wonder if it comes back uh, to haunt them. Now, that's part one. Part two is, you know, there's nothing wrong uh, with, with doing this. As long as you're giving the gun legally and going through all the proper channels, do you have to have to do it through an FFL? Do you, how, how does that work? There's nothing wrong with this. A gun is a fine gift as long as given legally through the proper channels. The worst thing that we've done in society is try to demonize and create fear around firearms. It is the only thing you can think of. The only thing you can think of where we try to scare people as opposed to educate people. It is as ridiculous and problematic as anything I can think of. And it has to stop. It it has to stop. Something else that has to stop. Uh, there is a pilot that has died, another hospitalized. It was a training jet that crashed uh, Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. It was a Talon T-38. At this time, I don't know the names of anybody who was uh, involved. This is not the first issue that has come up in the past week. I think it was the USS Reagan where uh, another plane crashed. There's a series of things going on within our military that require beyond full attention. That we can't go fast enough into the rebuilding of our military. We can't. And there also has to be a far greater level of accountability within our military, and we may start just be at the beginning of seeing that. Over there at military.com, Security Forces Commander at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, has been relieved from his post for allegedly creating an unhealthy command climate, according to the Air Force. Lieutenant Colonel Raymond Fortner, 741st Missile Security Forces Squadron Commander, removed from his position, quote, 
due to a loss of trust and confidence after a series of events occurred with his unit. Now, leadership is not always about, you know, uh, what's going on in the battlefield. It's about how the unit is acting and reacting. So sometimes when these things happen, I'm at least happy to see that there is a level of accountability that's going on. I think it's unbelievably important that we uh, we ensure that there is uh, enforcement of that. The Air Force WC-130H aircraft. Uh, that, that crashed. I think nine people were, were, were killed in that. Yeah, it was, it was the Puerto Rico Air National Guard. Not only was pilot error, but they went through and looking at it, there was also engine maintenance issues. Engine and maintenance issues should never be an issue regarding a military craft and whether or not uh, troops live or die. And that there has to be a responsibility and accountability to that. We cannot go fast enough in rebuilding this military, and not only in the terms of the hardware, but in terms of the manpower and the mindset. We need to move faster. We're losing too many good lives. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of what we do, the podcast at TonyKatz.com, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. A judge has ordered the recount in Florida extended till November 20th. I thought this was uh, about the hand counting. Nope. Palm Beach County gets an extra five days to complete a machine recount. They're having so many problems with the recount right now. Machines are overheating. They've had to start all over again. True story. And Palm Beach, just a, a day ago, was saying, we have to have this done by the 15th? We can't. We'll never have this done by the 15th. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. No lying. We can't have it done by the 15th. And if they didn't have it done by the 15th, Palm Beach would be knocked out. Okay, we don't count your votes. In the recount in Florida, looking at three races, three races, not just two. You've got the governor's race, DeSantis and Gillum. you got the Senate race, Scott and Nelson. It's a Senate race that's really close, 0.15% uh, apart. Not as close as the race was between uh, Gore-Bush, but close. That race is 0.03. So this is five times more the, 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 the gap, if you will, the, the comfort level of the lead. But the recount is, is what was mandated because of how close these things are. That's I have no problem with. I want to make sure everything's counted properly. Counting votes that shouldn't be there, well, that's ridiculous, and anybody who's in favor of that should be laughed at and sent out of the room. And by the way, we're going to get into this tomorrow, a whole Thanksgiving conversation. Do you know how many people I know uh, during Thanksgiving, uh, they don't talk because they're conservatives and their relatives are liberals, and therefore they feel like they can't say anything? I'm putting an end to that. That has to end. I've talked about this before. You're allowed to speak. 
You're allowed to have an opinion, and no, they're not allowed to hate you for it. They're not right just because they're loud or they're or they're vicious or anything else. And you, your your job is not to take that. I would rather you didn't go. Don't be with family if they're going to hate you. Just because it's blood doesn't mean it's family. There are it's it's just not true. But if you if you want to try, which there's nothing wrong with, which is admirable. Well, then go try, but you can't do that by being silent and just getting punched in the face when you know someone's wrong, when you know someone's lying, when you know when someone's being hateful or vicious. That's, don't live that way. I'm begging you, begging you not to live that way. Back to Florida, the, a judge has decided to allow the recount to go on through November 20th. It's unbelievable. Now, this comes from a guy by the name of John Bonfiglio. John Bonfiglio, by the way, which is my Tinder name. Um, He's in a tight contest for a uh, state house seat. He asked the judge to extend the deadline for vote reporting in his race against Mike Caruso. So that's how that all came about. But the the third race, which is really interesting, is for uh, agriculture secretary. Yes, very sexy job, agriculture secretary in Florida. That race is still very, very tight. You know what's interesting about that race? In the state of Florida, concealed carry permits are issued by the Secretary of Agriculture. I didn't know that. That, 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 that came upon me uh, in, a, in a story. I was like, get out of here. By the way, I said agriculture secretary, uh, agriculture commission. Uh, maybe that's the way they call it there. The Democrat, Nikki Fried, or Nikki Freed, is ahead of the Republican by .06. That's a tight race. And once you realize that one of the things that they're in charge of is concealed carry permits you might realize how very important that race is to freedoms and and other concepts there in Florida. So there's a lot to look at in what's going on. But no one should be opposed to recount. You should be opposed to counting votes that shouldn't be counted. That should be the opposition. In Georgia, it's just a dumpster fire. In Georgia, it is just anger and hatred. I don't know what we're yelling about. It's it's surreal. Right? Georgia Democrats say that the Republican Brian Kemp preemptively declared himself the winner. Stacey Abrams refuses uh, to give up uh, in, in, in this race. A federal judge has told election officials uh, in uh, Gwinnett County, which is a suburb of Atlanta, uh, that you can't reject absentee ballots in which voters fail to include their correct birth year. What? Good Lord, how many people didn't know the year they were born? So they're still counting. They're still going at it. In Georgia, the threshold is 50%. If you have more than 50% of the vote, you win. If you don't, run off. What Stacey Abrams wants is the runoff. That would be December 4th. 
So she needs to get, according to some some sources, a reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution there in the story from Fox News, needs to get about 20,000 votes. And amazingly, there are ballots coming in from DeKalb and Gwinnett, which are heavily Democratic areas. So she might get part of the way there. The Kemp campaign says there aren't enough ballots at all to get her all the way uh, across the line. So we're in a, it's really unbelievable that we're nowhere near knowing what's going on in three states. I mean, in, in three races in two states, I should say. It's also a runoff in Mississippi going on for a Senate seat. So is that going on as well? And I haven't even gotten into everything today. I didn't get into Gwyneth Paltrow. Remind me to talk Gwyneth Paltrow tomorrow because she's just terrible. The only goop is in her brain. See what I did there? That's her website, right? Goop. She's a gooper. She loves the goops. Tomorrow, everyone.